This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, everyone. Before we get started, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, We'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So, whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Uh, Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Again, that is bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find more, but that is bwhustle.com slash join. Join Chase Thomas pod the Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, we're back on Volcanic Takes, a Tennessee Volunteers podcast that uh, is hosted by myself, Chase Thomas, a UT graduate student up here in Knoxville, Tennessee, along with Ryan Shumpert, an undergrad student of the UT Daily Beacon. Ryan Shumpert, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I uh, appreciate you having me on. I've been enjoying nice weather in Knoxville this week. It's it's really starting to feel like spring, so I, I feel like the next week we're going to be punished at baseball with a bunch of 30, 40-degree weather games just to, just to humble me. Well, let's not put that out in the atmosphere, Ryan, because it has been great this week. And uh, as an avid runner, um, very much enjoyed um, running in this weather today. Um, it's been great. Um, speaking of running and staying in shape, the Tennessee Volunteers football team, Ryan, they have a new strength and conditioning coach. That was like the last holdover. Um, they brought in the North Texas coach um, who will be doing special. Is he doing special teams and linebackers from what I saw? Is that correct? Yeah, I think special teams is going to be his official okay. coaching title, special teams coach. And I, it sounds like he's going to work with the outside linebackers, too. So this is it, right? This is the final piece to the staff. Like, we're done. Yep, they have they finalized the Kevin Steele stuff. I guess that was earlier today, maybe yesterday. It's all blending together, but they, yeah, they finalized the Kevin Steele stuff. He's he's officially off the staff, kind of what 
everyone expected. They got A.J. Artis left, the strength coach left to take that job at South Florida. They got his replacement in, so everything is now uh, officially set. Yeah, and I think, wasn't it something weird where he had to be officially gone for them to make this last hire? Yeah, I'm I'm not exactly sure how that was working, but yeah, I, I believe you're right. There was some sort of, someone that was holding them back that they had to get him cleared the get the last last person officially on what was your favorite moment of the kevin Steele era at tennessee <sighs> my favorite moment i mean there's so many great ones <laughs> so many incredible ones to choose um getting paid by two programs know, I, like it to not coach it's pretty amazing great deal for kevin Steele. yeah i mean you have i mean you really have to tip the cap i mean when he got hired by pruitt and fulmer and you, when there was a reportedly a hiring freeze, you were kind of wondering what was going on. How, why, why are they paying this dude so much money? Not even to be the defensive coordinator, and he he got he may be the highest paid per day interim head coach in in football history. Good for him. Get it when you can. Always uh, appreciative of guys here finding a way to get the bag. Um, Sam Horn and Ty Simpson to. Um, interesting QB targets on the recruiting trail that Tennessee had their eyes on, especially the former staff. Um, they both go elsewhere. Ty Simpson commits to the University of Alabama, the five-star quarterback um, out of your area, correct? Isn't he from your area? He's a little, he's a little more West Tennessee, Martin, okay. Tennessee, but I'm between him and Knoxville. Okay. Um, he commits to Alabama, and then Sam Horn, who actually went to a rival high school of mine at Collins Hill, um, committed to uh missouri surprisingly um that that kind of came out of left field like sam horn seemed like the fallback guy if ty simpson did not go uh to the homeschool because like there's pictures of him like wearing ut stuff and like wearing ut gear from like two years ago like him just like he was a tennessee fan growing up and tennessee just did not give him a reason uh to stay home and this is something that josh heupel is gonna have to change is like locking down these five-star studs in the state um because this is what has hurt usc and oregon and schools like that where like malik murphy on his way to texas from california bryce young went to bama from the home state like you gotta lock down your states you gotta lock that down um your pipeline um are you more i guess how should i frame this like i I don't think any of us thought that Ty Simpson was going to commit to the Vols, but um, were you surprised that Sam Horn ultimately went to Missouri of all places? I guess I, I wasn't surprised that he committed to Missouri. I guess I was surprised that it, it came when it came. You know, it felt like uh, Ty Simpson committed last Thursday, and then it was, you know, every single site had interviews with Sam Horn, Vols' new number one target, then, you know, Sunday night at. You know, just two days later, he was already decided to go to Missouri. So I think that was surprising. But you know, it's a tough. It was a tough spot. It was especially with Sam Horn because Tennessee under Pruitt didn't wasn't really recruiting him too hard. I think Heifel had recruited him from the moment he got to Tennessee. Maybe not with the same priority that he put on him as Ty Simpson. And when you don't have those prior relationships and when you can't get these guys on campus, it's kind of hard to make up that ground when. You know, Eli Drinkwitz and Missouri were recruiting him hard for months and in really over a year at this point. Yeah, I um, there was a picture. I don't know if you saw of Sam Horn and uh, Cody Brown shaking hands before a game. Did you see this? I did not see that picture. No. Okay, so there was like a picture, and it was like one of those. Oh, look at this! Because Cody Brown, a former four-star running yeah. back who was committed and went to my high school. 
um, who decommitted. I, I still don't think he's announced where he's going to recommit. But, um, yeah, it uh, another what could have been. But it's also like there's no path to Sam Horn playing anytime soon at uh, Mizzou because Connor Bazalek was quietly really good for Mizzou last year as a true freshman, I believe. Um, so I, I don't, is it Baslak, Bazelik, something like that. I, I don't remember how to pronounce his last name. Um, yeah, no, Baslak. I think I was right the first time, but anyway, he is going to be, he's not going to be one of those quarterbacks that just like makes the jump the second he's ready. Like he could be a four-year starter at Mizzou. So I don't know. I liked what I saw and he fits, uh, what Eli Drinkwitz is trying to do with the dinking and dunking stuff and Sam Horn might too, but, uh, not great. Like Tennessee should not lose recruiting battles to Mizzou. That's like one of those where like Ty Simpson, if he picks Bama, whatever, there's only so much you can do, but like the Sam Horns of the world, like you just can't lose those kind of battles to, to the Mizzou's if you want to get back. Yeah. I mean, completely agree. Those, I think Ty Simpson obviously hurts. It hurts Tennessee. It, you know, it pains Tennessee fans to see the highest rated quarterback really prospect ever in the state of Tennessee go to Alabama. But I think at the end of the day, everyone understands that, and it's not hard to understand the logic of going to Alabama. And I don't think I think Tennessee fans understand the desire of playing in Missouri. But it's it's not Alabama, and especially for a kid who you know is pretty well known as being a diehard Tennessee fan, growing up a huge Tennessee fan. I think he even said he jokes with some of the Tennessee assistant coaches that he knew Knoxville better than they did. So it, to see him go to Missouri and especially so quickly, and w- when it seemed like he was going to be a real priority for Tennessee, I definitely. Definitely think Sting, but you got but you got to turn the corner and find a way to get some quarterback in the boat, someone you can build off going forward. Yeah, well, it, it's still going to be a pretty pretty full room. Brian uh, Maurer still staying around, I think, is important for them. Bailey is going to be in the mix. We have Hendon Hooker coming in. We have Caden Salter, which I'm still really excited about. So if that was not a thing, I'd be a lot more concerned about the QB room in the foreseeable future at Knoxville. But as of right now, I'm okay. Um, your early thoughts on Tennessee baseball. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Yeah, I think they've been about what I expected so far. I Maybe the hitting hasn't been quite as consistent as you'd like some of those guys that were really good a year ago. Jake Rucker, Max Ferguson, Connor Pavoloni have been out to just a little bit slower starts, but I think there's still a lot of reason for optimism too because some of the more the younger guys that you knew were going to be in the lineup every day, you didn't know how productive they'd be. They've been really good. Drew Gilbert hitting over 300, Jordan Beck hitting, I think, 318, already has 12 RBIs. So there's been a lot a lot of good stuff, but still still some question marks, I think, on the – weekend rotation and that kind of became even more of an emphasis on Sunday when or excuse me Jackson Leaf tore his hamstring no official word on for sure how long he's going to be out but from from what Vitello said it sounds like it's going to be a substantial amount of time and maybe more of if they can get him back at all yeah I am uh I'm interested to see like it's kind of weird they're able to get uh Austin P on the calendar for Wednesday uh, last minute because it date and canceled so that was weird and now going into a very uh fun potentially interesting series with george state who just knocked off number 12 georgia tech this week so george state might be a little feisty what are you uh what are you expecting out of this weekend oh yeah i think it's going to be a really competitive series i'm i'm very excited for this one you know you looked at it before the season georgia state i don't think ton of baseball baseball history and 
they were p- predicted to finish last in the the Sun Belt East. But I mean, they've been really, really impressive so far. Four and six on the year, nine top twenty-five teams they've played, and then the one non-top twenty-five team was Georgia. So split two with West Virginia, got a game at Vanderbilt, was really competitive in the two games. They didn't have to face Leiter and, and Kumar Rocker. So they've they've been really impressive and. You would think they would have Tennessee's full attention this weekend, and it should be a good uh, opportunity for Tennessee to kind of submit itself against a team that's proven they can play with top 25 teams and compete really, really well against top competition. Absolutely. Um, when you think about the Lady Vols uh, getting started with the uh, the women's uh, SEC tournament, uh, what should Tennessee fans be expecting uh, from Miss Harper's team? Well, I think it's it's a difficult path to in, in Greenville to the championship game. They get Ole Miss today, who upset Arkansas, but Ole Miss played Tennessee really close in the regular season. I think Tennessee just won that game by two. And then once you get get to Friday, you're going to have to, or excuse me, get to Saturday and Sunday, you're going to have to beat two really good teams. And what's likely going to be South Carolina and then Texas A&M in the championship game. So, you know. Tennessee certainly could do it, but it's it's going to be really, really challenging and is a great test for them kind of going into the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Tennessee versus Florida on the men's side of things. That's happening. That's the finale. Um, it's a rescheduled game on Sunday. What are you expecting out of the Vols? Like the only uh, to go full sports source here. Are you are you ready, uh, Ryan? Full uh-huh. sports source. Um the only consistency is their inconsistency. And uh, I think uh, that is what we should expect out of the Vols on Sunday. We know how the last meeting went uh, with the Gators in Tennessee. It was uh, not good, and uh, Tennessee got blown out. Um, what do you expect this time around? Yeah, no, it's it's hard to know what to expect. Obviously, haven't seen Tennessee in a week, and they were pretty uninspiring in their last two times out against Vanderbilt and then in a, a pretty bad loss per- little embarrassing loss to Auburn considering they didn't have Sharif Cooper and how bad they've been without him. Florida, it's the team Tennessee's kind of obviously lost that game to them earlier in the regular season, but they've had their number recently besides that. So you would think Tennessee would be confident. Rick Barnes' teams usually play good against Florida. So you would think those two things would be working together, having the full week off, Florida coming off a tough loss against Missouri. But it's, it's really hard to know what to expect with this team. It's To me, it's going to be about if they can – find someone, maybe East Ponds or Josiah James, to be a little bit more of a consistent scoring threat to go along with the two freshmen here down the stretch. I think that's that's really what they realistically need to need to find that could really help them going forward. Last thing here. Um, Cade Martin, son of Tennessee, uh, Tennessee Martin, of T. Martin, uh, did not elect to stay in Knoxville and play for the Vols like his dad he is committed to play baseball and football at the University of Miami. Uh, what do you make of Caden uh, going to Miami? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I was expecting him at least to go to Tennessee, especially with the way things kind of ended with his dad at his alma mater here in the past few months. But you know, I think the interesting thing is it seems like he's he's going on to play baseball first and then to play football on the side. So it'll be interesting. I think he's a really good baseball prospect and you know a very solid football one as well i'm not sure how polished he is as a quarterback prospect but he's obviously a really really good athlete and i think will be a a real have a good baseball career there and then you know who knows we'll see what he can do on the football field as well ryan what can we uh, check out from you this week on the daily beacon 
Yeah, so I actually had a, a story earlier in the week on Tennessee's men's tennis team, who's number three in the country and really kind of very veteran-led squad, was really, really good a season ago, had the, obviously, like everybody, had their season ripped away. So kind of getting the second chance at things and really taking taking full advantage of it so far this season. So kind of had complete uh, preview of how they've gotten to this point and what they have ahead of them the rest of the way. All right, go do that, my friend. Uh, I might see you later. I will be at the uh, George State game this afternoon, so we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, the Vols sweep them as uh, we we should, because you know David Chile uh, not here this week, so we can uh, talk talk mess about the Georgia State Panthers and why they're not the real GSU. The real GSU is the team that got <laughs> swept on their home field. Uh, was that two weeks ago now almost? That's kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, two, also, two just terrible uniforms. Georgia Southern had all-time terrible oh. uniforms. What was that with the huge state emblem on the bottom left side? Like, what What are we doing? Like, it was awful. I, I hated it so much. But um, I enjoyed the result, and that was a fun series. Um, Ryan, thank you, as always, my friend, for the time. Uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate uh, having me on, as always. I'll be looking forward to talking to you again uh, next Friday. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.